I apologize beforehand if there's wind, being that I'm walking outside. So, um, But this episode is going to be all about Bill Cooper. I'm diving right in. I'm jumping in. Both feet, cannonball, fucking biggest splash I can make all the way down. To an extent. <laughs> and the extent is the time limit. Anyway, so I just finished, let's see, I'm chapter 11 through his book. And the thing about Bill Cooper is, well, he's dead, right? And just like what happens, I think, with any artist or whatever it may be, their work becomes a little bit more interesting, being that they're not around to tell you what they thought or were thinking or where they really stood on something. Not that you can't get that from his reading, um, but this was... Uh, 18 years ago, 17 years ago, that he died. So, obviously, there's plenty of stuff that's happened, and we are where we are right now. You know, you kind of tend to wonder what what would he, where would he stand when it came to Donald Trump? Um, where would he stand on the different issues? Uh, you know, he was a, a, a proclaimed Christian. He was. I would argue, the godfather of, of conspiracy research. And um, he was touching on some shit that uh, people didn't touch on for decades. You know, I'm not saying he was the only one. I'm just saying for me, he was one that woke me up. So he, Alex Jones, these guys, I believe they deserve my adulation. I, I believe they deserve my respect. And uh, the reason being is because of bravery and uh, integrity, character. I think those are things that when somebody shows you where they stand, where, when they stand up against uh, immense odds and against a system that... Time and time again, and I'm, I'm not saying that the United States is that way, but time and time again, government and its natural instinct to grow larger keeps happening over and over and over. And even with the United States, which had built-in mechanisms in order to prevent that from happening, it's still doing it. And it's thanks to what I would argue is the Democrat Party, along with those in the Republican Party that were fake um, and those who were weak and allowed it. Uh, again, that might sound like I'm trying to defend the Republicans. I'm not. They've fucked up plenty. they got a lot of fucked up people in their side. But anyway, as I'm reading this book, which he started writing, I mean, it depends on when when you technically define somebody writing, if it was the first word that they decided to write whenever it was or whatever, but he started writing it in uh, the 80s, 70s, I think, 80s, something along those lines. And um, the shit that I'm about to talk about is what's going on right now, 2018. You know, 30, 40 years ago, he was talking about this, and he was... One of the very few people to do so. Oh, here, come on. No, after you. 
Here, let me get the door for you, too. Sorry. Hold on just a sec. You're very welcome. Somebody with a box trying to come down some stairs. Anyway, let's see. As I started reading, or getting back into reading the chapter that I left off on, he was talking about the Protocols of Scion, which is the book that I need to get. I have not read that yet. I've heard plenty about it, uh, but I certainly don't know enough to really talk too much on it. But uh, it's a book that the New World Order, <coughs> excuse me, it's a book that the New World Order uses um, to implement their plans, from what I understand. Now, he also went into talking about the microchip. Now, a couple of things that I'm about to list off here, he had talked about numerous times throughout the book. So sometimes when he talks about it, he's only spending a couple of words on it. Other times it'll be paragraphs. But he's talking about the microchip, uh, the RFID chip. The RFID chip is important, uh, especially if you're a Christian, because we believe that there's going to come a time when the, the entire world will have the mark of the beast either on their right hand or in their forehead. Now the forehead, I would argue, is probably something along the lines of transhumanism, which is being, um, being pushed now. The idea of downloading your mind into a computer, into the cloud, if you will. Um, I, I certainly think that that can happen at one point. Um, it may even be happening right now. That being said, so he talked about the microchip. The microchip, um, the, the massive thing about that, and he even talks about this, is that the way that they're going to push it, the way that they're going to push it is the idea of safety, which they always do, which is why they have garnered the power or the power to diminish your gun rights as much as they have. I mean, he was even talking about the assault rifles ban in, in Chicago, or I'm sorry, in, in California. He was talking about all the shit that they were doing then back in the 80s that was them trying to diminish your, your rights, our, our, our Bill of Rights, right then and there. And now, in 2018, it's even more so. I mean, they did pass a, uh, a, the automatic um, rifle, automatic, what was it called? Was it the automatic gun, gun ban? Uh, they did pass that, which is, again, as I've talked about before, it's the chipping away of, of your rights to own, own the same level weaponry as the government, which is exactly what the Second Amendment was for. It was in order to grant the citizenry the ability to defend themselves with equal armament to the government that governs them. Governs them. Governs them. Anyway, so the microchips, bad news bears. They're going to come in and say, well, it's, it's your safety. If we make it so that there's no more cash, which is cashless societies have been, they've been talking about that for, for decades. But now they can go ahead with it, and people are going to have a lot harder of a time trying. There will, it'll cut back on, on strong-arm robberies, if you will. Okay? People, you won't be able to buy, sell, trade, barter, any of that without a microchip. Really what that is, is the government keeping an eye on 
surveying every or surveilling every aspect of our life at that point. Don't get the microchip. Whatever you do, fight that off. Die, die trying. Do not let them microchip you, because that'll be the end of it all. Um, another aspect will be that kids can't be um, uh, abducted. They they can't be taken. They can't be stolen because then they can just find them. Well, when the big ups, which a large percentage of uh, the elite are into pedophilia. What do you think they'll do? They'll just turn off that kid's microchip. Nobody will be able to find them. So uh, it'll only affect us. It'll only affect the common citizenry. So he talks about the microchip. He also goes into talking about uh, survival of the fittest, which is uh, an aspect of macroevolution. Uh, macroevolution pushes that uh, we got here through survival of the fittest, um, which means whoever is the strongest will survive and will rule. Um, it's kind of been flipped around a little bit to where now, assumed, assumedly, assumedly, assuming um, that the elite, those who are in power, are the smartest of us, and I think the majority of us can, especially with <laughs> Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, can tell, and same with George Bush Jr., how stupid some of these people are that are in power. I mean, flat out dumb. You know, she's, she's pretty, that's it. She's stupid, uh, she's young and pretty, that's it. She doesn't, she doesn't know what the fucking three branches of government are, and yet now she's in the fucking, she's in a, a seat of governing power. Are you out of your fucking mind? Idiots voted her in, my God. Anyway. Also, another thing that comes about when I think about survival of the fittest is why are liberals pushing evolution when they should realize survival of the fittest means that those assholes get torn out right away? It's just like any, like when I talk about the, any apocalyptic event happening, who do you think the first people to die off are going to be? It's going to be the people that can't survive on their own. Survival of the fittest, they're dead. So he talks about that a little bit. Um... And this is all in like one chapter. He talks about overpopulation, and that is actually a pretty ongoing um, topic without, within the book, that the elite are making this massive deal about there being too many people. What it is is it's too many people for them to adequately govern the way that they wish. Um, it's too many, it would be too many eyes on them. So they don't like that, and they haven't ever liked that. And so you have them pushing that we're overpopulated, then you have idiots in heavily populated areas geographically who see too many people on a daily basis, and then they think that the world is overpopulated. The world is not overpopulated. This is a lie. This has been a lie for a very long time. The world is not going to be overpopulated for decades and decades and decades and decades to come. Um, even the idea of running out of, of materials and, and uh, being able to sustain it all is a load of shit. The reason that, we, that sustainability is, is off in certain places is because of governments. It is not because of the people. It is absolutely because of governments, because governments like our own, stupidly put uh, groups of people like, um, or institutions like Monsanto in charge of shit. 
and then they fuck up everything. Every single time that the government gets involved in something, the quality goes down, the prices go up. Every single time. There is no exception. Every single time. Again, I mean, I, I believe I've talked about it, but before the 1900s, and I could be off on this number, but before the 1900s, 85% of the population were farmers. They, they learned to, to farm on their own. They learned by having, and they had big families, and then the, the kids would all learn how to farm, and most people were farmers. Now, uh, although it might be correct that I'm saying before 1900s, it's probably even before, it's, man, when was it? It was around the time of the, the um, Industrial Revolution. The Industrial Re Revolution, I keep talking about, because there were massive things that, that changed then. Like fucking boredom, like I talked about the other day. Anyway, he also goes on to talk about free energy, which is kind of the Nikolai Tesla thing. Now, he's not so much, he hasn't really mentioned so far as I can tell, or that I can remember reading, that he's ever mentioned Nikolai Tesla. He's talking about free energy, I think, in a different way, and he's not, he's not really mentioning uh, Nikolai Tesla. But he's talking about something else called Starseed, which is basically st uh, space ex exploration and uh, and uh, living on on other planets and things of that nature. He does believe in in aliens. He does believe in UFOs, uh, things of that nature. So it's that's just one part where I disagree with him, especially with my last podcast that I was talking and I've talked about before. Um, but he's he's pointing out that and it actually makes an argument um, I don't want to say for because he's he totally disagrees with the new world order but he makes a, a argument for them in the sense that it makes sense th that with unsustainability due to overpopulation even though it's a lie and he points out that it's a lie that something like free energy is something that is needed and so um, he kind of makes an argument for the idea that um, uh, a government institution would need to, to find a renewable free energy source. But even then, it would cause, once we had it, it would cause chaos. He points out a couple of times throughout the book, too, uh, where he says, don't be home on the holidays. It goes into a more malevolent um, concept that the government is, that will be the perfect time for them to start rounding people up where you have every like most people of every family are going to be in one one place so instead of trying to round everybody up as they're, as they're at maybe at night all sleeping in different beds commotion is going to stir up and people will have time to go get their guns and whatnot where when you're when you have a holiday when you have a holiday, everybody's going to be in one spot. Nobody's really going to have their guns. It's going to be an easier um, time to go and, and collect people and send them off into internment camps or re-education camps. This is one that, that got me, this next thing that he mentioned. And it got me because of what's going on right now, uh, what has been being talked about, what the left is vehemently against, and what people who believe in this um, are being labeled as, and that's nationalism. He talks about how the government will 
eventually try to make nationalism out to be a negative thing, a bad thing. And not just that, the people that um, he mentions are going to be killed first are homosexuals, are uh, the elderly, are um, people who are mentally um, ill. And nationalism will be one of those things that they say will cause somebody to be mentally ill. If you believe in nationalism, you're mentally ill, and it will be uh, part of the criteria for them to kill you off. Um, and then he goes into, uh, what is it, the, the warning from Lithuania? Let me open this up real quick as I was reading it. That's right where I left off. It talks about Coupe de Grasse, Lessons from Lithuania by Neil Knox, Neil, N-E-A-L, Knox, K-N-O-X. Uh, I mean, it's, this chapter is all of two pages, which is nice, but um, Neil Knox was a part of the Firearms Coalition, and uh, in, this, in this, what is this, one whole paragraph, one paragraph, a note, some extra parts, um, it goes into an understanding of what happened with Russia and Lithuania, being that Lithuania was owned by Russia uh, back during the time of uh, 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 Gorbachev's, uh, Premier Gorbachev's run. Um, and they, they had a mandatory, what was it called? Let's see if I can find it. Lithuania to bear arms. Uh, temporary safekeeping. Uh, when Premier Gorbachev ordered private citizens to turn in their hunting and competitive guns to the Russian army within one week for temporary safekeeping. It turned into a, an outright confiscation and a gun ban and uh, prevented them from having a way to defend themselves. Guns alone, and, and he does point out that um, United States citizens having, I think it was on average, most United States citizens um, on average had one gun each and that was enough to keep the, the New World Order at bay. That is not the only time, excuse me, that's not the only time that I had ever heard that argument. I keep hearing it over and over and over and over that the, the main reason why the United States is not taking over is because um, there's, an, there's an age-old uh, uh, saying that there's a there's a gun behind every blade of grass, and that's why uh, countries like China and Russia won't invade us. Is because if you ever watched, <coughs> excuse me, the original movie uh, Red Dawn, <coughs> excuse me, where they have who is it? The Russians and the Japanese? Is that who it was? Or the Russians? The Russians and, and the Mexicans, I think it was. Uh, they invaded the United States, but. Um, the Wolverines defended the uh, their their area due to the fact that they were just kids that were hunters that were taught how to hunt, taught how to shoot, and all had a gun. And it was enough, um, along with obviously developing certain military uh, strategies. Uh, it was enough to to fight back and to claim victory. That is a very real thing. It is a very real understanding of other countries and their governments that as long as the citizens of the United States of America have guns, it is 
immensely more difficult to take over the country because there will be, even if it's just guns and they have tanks, they have uh, jets, fighter jets, they have bombs, they have nukes, they have whatever they may have. Um, and even if they were to nuke us all, uh, then the land becomes an uninhabitable. They can't, they can't come and, and live here. There'd be really no reason if you're going to nuke. And that's, that's not one nice safeguard against the idea of somebody nuking us. Um, but he does go into, uh, to detail throughout it, um, talking about, uh, why the second amendment is so important and why you never give up your guns. As I have said, you never give up your guns ever. I don't give a fuck if there is a nationwide confiscation, a nationwide ban, David Hogg and uh, the rest of his fucking little merry band of nitwits come out and, and finally push through and get accepted through legislation or whatever um, to ban guns. You don't give them up ever, not ever. You fight till your death. You can assure yourself I will. Um, never, ever give up those rights. Not ever. They are the most important things to keep us fucking here to prevent your families and everybody else from dying do not give them up you fight till there's no fight left in you ah anyway um so that was pretty much all of what i read in like the end of chapter 9 or chapter 10 and and through chapter 10 or 11 or something along those lines uh but then i because i uh, i love listening to the guy talk and i'll say this too um is that I love Bill Cooper and I love Alex Jones. The reason being is because I look at those guys and what they've done and what they've risked in, in, in doing the things that they've done. They've risked it all. That bullshit of some fucking uh, douchebag football player coming out and risking That motherfucker didn't risk shit. He was getting paid. He was doing badly. Um, compared to what he had done under Jim Harbaugh, he he uh, he wasn't the same caliber quarterback. Um, and he comes out and he start, starts talking about shit he has no idea about. He's only heard from a couple of different people um, a couple of things. Uh, the idea that, that blacks are being shot in the street and being hunted down by cops is a load of shit. Um, it's, 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 there's something behind that, uh, more specifically George Soros, <laughs> the DNC, the liberal leftist side, uh, they're behind that for sure. Um, the new world order, absolutely. They love it because what, it, what that does is it divides us. Um, Colin Kaepernick didn't risk anything. Uh, Bill Cooper risked his life and it was taken at the, at the end. He was murdered. Um, by, I can't remember the name of the, the, uh, sheriff or the, the county in which the sheriff, uh, the sheriff's department went out and, um, and, uh, had a car running its, its, uh, running and having its, its music on loud. And, uh, Bill Cooper came out with his gun to find out what was going on. It was out by his house and they weren't supposed to be out at his house. And he came out and they ambushed him and uh, he killed one of them, shot him dead in the head and then they shot him dead. Um, he was absolutely murdered um, for this shit. He was mur murdered doing this. Um, and he was taken away from us. He was, he was one of the original voices uh, 
that was was trying to spread the truth about what was going on. And, uh, and they killed him. Alex Jones, they are unpersoning him. If you don't know that term, that comes from 1984. They would unperson people all the time. I mean, um, in the book in 1984, God, what was the main character's name? Uh, well, whatever. He, his main job, or his job, was to uh, change history, essentially. It was to change stories to benefit whatever the government wanted at that time. Um, and look at what's happening today. I mean, all of these things that I just got done talking about is what's going on today. Especially, like I said, the nationalism part, man. That one fucking, that should hit you right in the, in the gonads. This was 30 years ago. I'm 36. This was 30 years ago that this happened. That he was writing about this. He was writing about how the New World Order uh, was wanting to make it a, a mental illness to believe in nationalism. To believe in your nation. To believe in the United States of America. And uh, now they, and now look at what's happening. You have people that, anybody that's a nationalist is some kind of a bad person. They're a racist. They're racist against other countries. Or, or xenophobic towards other, other people from other countries and all of that. Um, it's a lie. It's a flat out lie. And it, there's a purpose behind it. And that pers- purpose is to take over everything. To control everything and everyone, and not just that, but kill people off. It's, it's, uh, it's something to pay attention to, for certain. But anyway, um, I love these guys, I really do. I love them because of the fact that they, they are what is so great about human beings. Um, again, they show their their character and their integrity, and they stand up for what's right. And uh, even though it sounds absolutely bonkers, it sounds crazy, um, they, they choose to go out and try to wake people up. And there's many other people uh, that are doing the same. You know, uh, I would argue that, um, shit, Julian Assange, um, that, oh, fuck, I can't think of his name, the guy that worked for the NSA and, and leaked all of that information to Julian Assange, who has uh, Glenn Greenwald as his uh, as the reporter that he chose to give all the information to. Um, you know, these guys are, 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 are that, that caliber uh, people that are doing that. Um, you know, and even in, in, like I was saying in the other episode where Gavin McGinnis was on Alex Jones' show. I mean, just to watch Alex Jones sit there and go, no, dude, you don't fucking give up. You'd never give up. And I mean, constantly trying to get him to get out of this fucking defeated funk that he's in. Because Gavin, um, and it's depressing to watch, Gavin was defeated. He's sitting there saying they won. He's sitting there with his head down. And, and Alex is losing his shit. He's going into his very famous rant mode and uh, banging the desk and, and you know saying to, to goddamn all these horrible people to hell. Um, and Gavin is just sitting there. He's not his normal fucking upbeat self. He's just he's trying to explain certain things that happen and why he's, he's feeling the way that he's feeling. And, um, and Alex is just trying to get him to say, hey, dude, like <laughs> you don't fucking give up, you know, and it's... Um, it's part of the reason why I love these guys, you know. Um, and yeah, there was squabbles. There was some infighting, which I, I mentioned that I fuck, I can't stand. But 
even more than Ben Shapiro and Milo Yiannopoulos coming together, I would have loved to see Bill Cooper and Alex Jones have, have come together and worked together. Um, I think that would have been a force to reckon with uh, for sure, you know. But sadly, we don't have that anymore, you know. And um, it's because the establishment took him away, took away Bill Cooper, murdered him, murked him. And, uh, and they're doing, they're trying to do the same way. Now, this is, this is something that the uh, Illuminati love. This is their MO. They go after your reputation. They destroy you that way. And then in the end, when you're all but defeated, they kill you. And it's happened numerous times. And, uh, and certainly it's what's going on with Alex. They are trying to uh, ruin his reputation um, with a lot of idiots that are out there, a lot of fucking sheep, a lot of people who are asleep. Um, they're, they're getting their way. They're, you know, when you bring up Alex Jones, um, he's already discredited to them. You know, uh, and then you're discredited just for mentioning his name. And, um, and that's fucking sad that, that people can't even go, okay, well, who's your source? You say Alex Jones and them go, all right, well, what is it about? Or what is he saying? Or where is he getting that source or whatever? No, it's instantly, oh, he's a crazy and you're crazy for listening to him. And it's in the conversation's already over. As I, I mentioned, having a conversation, just talking about fucking Dinesh D'Souza. Who the left has already written off as being a kook and a and a um, a hack and not knowing what he's talking about. Dinesh D'Souza is just like these two guys. He's bringing up a whole history in which um, it brings to light all of the things that actually happened, and people call him crazy for it. So. Anyway, um, and as I started, I started listening to a, a video, and I'll probably uh, listen quite a bit more. I'll, I get into these zones where all I want to do is read the book and and uh, and listen to his lectures because I always learn something new every time I listen to him. It's like, oh shit, I wasn't paying attention to that last time. Now I'm paying attention to it, and I learn something um, when it comes to Bill Cooper. And right away, as I I brought up, it was one where he was talking about Aleister Crowley, who was the beast. He was the most evil man. He was uh, the he was six six six. All that other shit. Um, he started talking about it, and he brought up um, that he knows that from what research he's done, he knows that there's more than thirty three degrees to masonry, Freemasonry. The thirty third degree is supposed to be the highest um, level of masonry you can get, where you have the master masonry. Well, and he's not the only one to say this. Bill Cooper. As uh, this was fucking, again, 30, 40 years ago, he was talking about this. Um, he said that he's heard it as high as 99 and above that. Well, funny enough that he says that because there's a guy named, I believe it's Phil Schnoblin. I know the last name is right, Schnoblin, but the first name is Phil. Now, Phil gets into some crazy shit. He gets into vampires and witches and warlocks and and uh, says that he was in the Illuminati and he made it past 33rd degree, that there's, there's uh, degrees all the way up into the, uh, the uh, early hundreds. Um, and again, I would argue, don't, just because somebody says something crazy, don't, don't discredit everything that they've said. And in fact, do a little bit of research on what they're saying. Now, as I say that, I've talked shit, some mad shit about Jordan Peter, or um, not Jordan Peterson, Jordan Maxwell. 
The reason I say it about Jordan Maxwell um, isn't because he said one thing that's that's full of shit. It's because all he does is say shit. That is, it's either somebody else said it or it's some crazy dumb logic that doesn't make any fucking sense. Like saying that it was an inside joke amongst Christians uh, or Christianity, the heads of Christianity, that the word son, S-O-N, and the, the word son, S-U-N, are the same. A little inside joke there. And it's like, you fucking retard. For you to even make that, that claim, why wouldn't you understand that those, the words for those two things um, in English might be similar, but that's not where Christianity started off with. It started all the way back 2,000 years ago in a place where they weren't speaking English because English wasn't even a fucking language yet, and those two words don't sound similar. And yet he's just going to go ahead with it. Oh, yeah, this is what it means. It's like, you fucking moron. It's not that, it's, that's not the only time. But any time that he's talking about um, the New World Order, he's talking, I mean, he's an atheist too, but it, I believe he gets that off of his mentor, Madame Blavowski, um, or ghost wrote mentor, Madame Blavowski. But, uh, and, and then he goes into the, the parallels of Horus and Krishna and Mithra, Mithra and, uh, and Christ. And it's like, that's where he got that. He got that from Madame Blavowski for sure. But then all of the other, the New World Order stuff and the shit that, like, he's been, he was on um, Bill Cooper's show. And he's also been on Alex Jones a few times. And I hate it when they have him on because all he's doing is riding the coattails of, of Bill Cooper and Alex Jones. It's all the shit. It's, it's, it's basically, uh, oh, what's that called? When you're stealing... When you're stealing somebody else's written shit. Anyway, um, that's what he's doing. He's just, all he's doing is regurgitating the same shit that Alex Jones said. He's regurgitating the same shit, especially what Bill Cooper said, and going out and talking about it as if he came across this information on his own, that he did his own research and all this other stuff. That is absolutely false. This guy is a fucking snake oil salesman. Absolutely. He is a fraud. Um, And that's where I stand on him. But anyway... Uh, the next, um, I can only imagine that the next few episodes probably will have something to do with Bill Cooper. I do want to get back to my evolution debate, uh, not debate, but my, uh, my stance on macroevolution and uh, a couple of the ideas that I had about that, where it's wrong. Um, and also in, in, uh, in what I said today about the, um, the survival of the fittest and kind of go through that. Also, also tap into race and uh, the differences there. But that'll be a different episode. Um, so for this one, uh, coming to an end. Be accountable. Be responsible. Don't be liberal.